Good evening and welcome to the um, second episode of the uh, Demon Land podcast. We made it back for a second week. My name's Andy and joining me tonight is uh, Grape Viney. Good evening. Good evening, Andy, and good evening to all the uh, Demon Land listeners out there and perhaps even some listeners who aren't on Demon Land who've heard about the show and uh tuning in and uh, look we've got a, a big show coming up a busy show coming up but before we kick it off i wanted to send out a cheerio to uh bobby clark who you will remember was our inaugural uh caller last week yes in episode one and he's up in rockhampton of course and rockhampton is still experiencing uh quite severe flooding after cyclone debbie and so a big cheerio uh, going out to Bobby Clark up there in Rockhampton. We hope you're okay, mate. Uh, some homes without power, so I don't know if he's uh, with us tonight, but uh, we hope he's travelling okay. Yeah, best best of luck, uh, Bobby. I haven't seen you uh, pop up in the chat room yet, so hopefully you do... Um... I haven't seen him on Demonland all week, actually, so uh, yes... He Maybe might, he's tuning in and, and can't join us. Yeah, he might not have uh, internet reception. So, um, yeah, best of luck there. And, um, well, hopefully things are restored by the weekend and you can uh, watch your beloved D's um, take on the cats. Uh, but before we start talking about uh, next week's game, we have to talk about the game that we just played. So, we... We're lucky to get out of jail, I thought, um, against the Blues. What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't know whether it's luck so much. We were obviously the better side for, oh, I think, most of the day. Um, you know, there were periods in the second and third quarter, obviously, where Carlton got on top. But, you know, I think we both agreed at quarter time that we should have been uh, much further ahead than we were. Um, and then obviously Carlton sort of worked their way back into the game and restricted us, and, and we just couldn't couldn't get it uh, happening until the until the final quarter. And I think I said to you on the way out um, as we left the MCG uh, on the weekend that it was very similar to the uh, Essendon and Carlton games last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the round two loss to the Bombers, and then the round twenty two loss to the Blues. Um, in that. You know, it was close all day. Um, we weren't playing great footy, but you just got the sense that if they could get a couple of goals, um, uh, consecutive goals, and get a little bit of a run on, then we'd be able to snuff out the opposition. And we weren't able to do that last year against the Bombers and the Blues, and we were able to do it this week. And that's an encouraging sign uh, to be able to win ugly and to be able to step it up a gear and, uh, you know, do the job when it comes to the crunch. And that's what happened on the weekend. So, uh, yes, it, it wasn't pretty, but uh, we got the four points and that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, look, it was. I don't think it was a problem of us being able to get the ball. We were getting plenty of the ball. We, we smashed them and particularly at quarter time, half time, we had a lot more possessions than them. We were getting the ball. Um, we were perhaps being a little bit too cute with our with our possessions, um, and they maybe it's just a bit of inexperience uh, that some of those things didn't come off. But I credit to the team that they're they're 
trying to take risks and trying to do things a bit differently and um, it'll come off. I, I think eventually it'll all click um, and those cutesy little uh, passes will, will hit their mark um, and credit to the team that they could still, you know, when they needed to get the job done, they got it done. Yeah, you're not always going to have slick, brilliant football, are you? I mean, it's great when it happens and sometimes it can last a quarter or half a game or even three quarters of a game. But to sort of expect it week in, week out, you know, quarter to uh, quarter by quarter is you're not going to get that from any team and you're certainly not going to get it from a very young and very inexperienced team yes. that is really only just starting to get used to playing together week in, week out. Um, there will be uh, bumps and hurdles along the way. Um, the the more of those games that we can win when there are bumps and hurdles, then, uh, you know, the better we're going to be. Yeah, um, uh, someone in the chat room was just saying that they can't hear a thing, so I'll just reiterate that uh, when you come into the chat room, and you won't be able to hear this, but I'm writing it in the chat, uh, hit one of the play buttons on, on one of the players. We've got two players up there, one of them, uh, will work uh, on most devices. Uh, one of them won't work on Apple devices, so there's another player uh, up there that will work on them. So, yeah, you do have to press play on one of those players. It doesn't automatically auto-play when you come into the room um, and come in onto the page. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, I was going to talk about uh, age and experience, and we might get into that a bit later because there was um, something published about um, the, t- the 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 age, the medium, or the average age, and the average games played um, for yep. teams. So we can get into that in in a moment. Um, but yeah, a young team, you know, particularly isn't going to hit the targets always. But you know, I watch some of the good teams, the the Hawthorns. Uh, of the past and, and, you know, the Swans and, and even the Bulldogs. And you often see some very slick passes. You know, they always hit chess and all that. And um, I'm not kind of seeing that yet with our team. Um, it's great they're getting the ball, and that's the first thing. We're getting, you know, first use of the ball. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to start seeing us, you know, with some slick passes. I, w- I want to see that come off. And I know that it's not far off, Um but I want to see that. I want to be one of those. Well, we've seen glimpses of it, haven't we? Yeah, we've seen, you know, at various periods uh, during last year and, uh, um, you know, in our better games, we, we've seen that on occasions and it, it looks really good when it comes off. I actually thought one of the things, in a, you know, in addition to, as you said, getting cute perhaps with the ball on occasions, I thought some of our midfielders uh, actually gave the ball off too quickly. It looked like, I don't know whether it was the perceived pressure, but I thought that on a number of occasions they had a lot more time and space than than what they felt. Um, and so there were some, some very quick handballs and passes off that um, just needed a little bit more awareness um, to know that they weren't, you know, about to be tackled imminently and that there was a bit more time to give it off and perhaps just assess uh, assess better options. And that's one of the things that stood out to me on the weekend too. All right, we've got our first caller um, uh, on the line. Hello, caller. Um, yeah, g'day, Special Robert here, boys. Hey, Special Robert, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, I'm here too, I'm squirrel, I'm here. <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah, hey, Demon Landers, we're both here. How's everything going? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Um, Where are you calling in from, Special Robert? Oh, we're down at Batman Park, you know, at the bottom of Spencer Street. Right. What are you doing down there? Oh, look, you know, Squirrel and I, we hang out down there. But uh, we're, we're both keen Melbourne supporters. And uh, I, I just wanted to say this week, what about Jesse and Jordan, eh? Oh, whack, whack, whack. Oh, yeah. Pretty whack the drumstick. Shut up, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, squirrel's right, but, uh, well, actually, oh, me and the squirrel, we love fighting. It's the best fun. It is. Yeah, so, we love it. <laughs> so, being serious for a second, because uh, it is a very serious issue, uh, what did you think of those um, those two incidents? Um, um you know, was that uh, irresponsible of leaders of the club, or are you happy to see the beef brought back? And um... well, well, we love fighting. I mean, fighting—you know—that's the best part of footy. I mean, if you anyone wants to have a fight, me and Screw are available any time. We just love it, and we reckon fighting is the totally awesome best part of footy. And it's gone in the game now, and it's ruined it. <laughs> yeah, so. If you, anyone wants to have a fight with me and Squirrel, let us know, and we'll get in touch with Jordan, because sure as hell, he'll want to come down. <laughs> well, uh, well, he does know where to find you now, so, um, yeah, I'll uh, <laughs> thank you for... Uh, Demon Land Fight Club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Um, you, you know, another thing, people often criticise the AFL, but one thing Screw and I reckon is that they've got right is playing Akka Daka really loud at the footy. Yeah, go Akka Daka! <laughs> you know, Akka Daka, they're the best band in the world, and Screw and I really just go off when they're on. I mean, they're on really loud every week. Yeah, Spencer does his crazy dancing. <laughs> oh, I reckon, you know, Akka Daka should be on during the game as well. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, well, perhaps you can uh, email your suggestion to the club, Special Robert, if... Uh... Yeah, well, Will, you know, I don't even know if we need the grand old flag anymore. We should have hell's bells. Yeah, and then segue into, it's a long way to the top. Oh, shut up, squirrel. Leave <laughs> it a long way to the top. You're an idiot, squirrel. It's a long way to the shop. It is not special. Oh, look. I know about Akadaka Squirrel. They wrote that song with Preston way back and they had to go miles to get a sausage roll to the milk bar. That's why they wrote it. Oh, you're stupid. Yeah, well, least squirrel, I'm not trying to win dance like a demon like you. Oh, we, we, we don't ever no, need to be You're not going to bloody win. You're too old to bloody do to dance for a demon. Well, I was never going to pick you, just, squirrel. Just fine. We will. Okay. No, we won't. All right, anything else to add, uh, Squirrel and Special Robert? Uh, <laughs> it's certainly been a memorable call. Anything else to add? I'll take that as a no, okay. he's hung up himself. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I, didn't uh, even get I think that's it for Special <laughs> Robert and Squirrel and whoever else was <laughs> in the room. And I don't even know if that was indeed Special Robert. It may well have been one of the other pranksters out there on Demon Land. What do you think? Well... It might have been, it might not have been. Uh, I didn't get to unceremoniously dump him from the call. He uh, dumped himself. But anyway, um, 
he did br- he did bring up the um, the issue of um, of the two um, boys that are in the uh, yeah the two suspensions the boys that are in the the no- sitting in the naughty corner for the next couple of weeks. So, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, look, I think the general consensus. I, I, I'd agree with the general consensus, which is that um, uh, both players were silly to do what they did. Um, they clearly crossed the line. Um, you know, you could argue, you can argue this and that, but um, the uh, the bottom line is, um, if you put yourself in front of the MRP, you're um, subjecting yourself to their whim and their mercy and you're going to come out with ridiculous punishments and that's I think uh, I think what we got this week I thought Jesse probably deserved one and Jordan you know with the bad record uh, probably two so to get three in two weeks I thought was very harsh um, and the inconsistencies mm. um, in the MRP's decisions and the penalties that they've handed out this year are just outrageous uh, when you look at the elbow to the face in the yeah. North and Geelong game and uh, Varco's bump, yep. of course, from mm-hmm. round one. And so the consistency isn't there, but, you know, the bottom line is don't do anything stupid mm. and you won't be dealt with by the MRP. Yeah. If you put, you put yourself before them, who knows what's going to come out. Yeah, look... It- <laughs> Definitely, I agree with you. The inconsistency is there. They definitely deserve to be rubbed out. I, I know there were a lot of people saying, oh, they've got nothing to answer for. Yeah, they do. Um, I definitely think two and one week was probably more appropriate uh, for what they what what they did. Um, and, yeah, they're just going to have to suffer it. I don't think we should have taken it any further um, and risk you know, uh, longer well, the penalties. Well, system, the system penalises you basically for, you know, it's geared against reviewing because you risk mm-hmm. risk the greater penalty, of course. So the whole system is a joke, really. Yeah, but, it is. Um, in the tribunal has always been thus in one way or another. Um, what is annoying is that it looks like Carlton have gone to uh, great lengths to yep. stitch us up. Mm-hmm. Um, or to, you know, whatever lengths are available to them. Uh, we heard on Footy Classified that apparently they didn't mince words in their medical report, mm-hmm. which was always going to uh, help hang Jesse and Jordan, and yeah. ultimately it did. So I would have thought the bad blood that we saw uh, boil over during the game will probably remain, and it'll be an interesting uh, return match when we meet the Blues again later in the year. Yeah, I um, I wonder what happens at the good old days where um, you know the clubs, the players code. <laughs> yeah, the players go. They sort of all looked after each other, but uh, I'd say those days are, are good and buried um, and gone. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, now, what's interesting is I went to a uh, the club had a footy clinic yesterday for the uh, junior members, and I took my nephew along. Yep. and Jack Viney had a black eye yes um which was obviously um uh, which he obviously got during the carlton game and bearing in mind um carlton's behavior and the way they stitched us up i took a photo of jack's black eye and sent it to my brother who is a doctor yes and he's diagnosed a delayed onset 
of a fractured eye socket mm-hmm. and three broken lashes. <laughs> and he has submitted that medical report to, uh, to the AFL. So we're expecting a call from the MRP to uh, investigate uh, exactly what happened to Jack's eye and how, how he got roughed up. Yes, well, um, let's hope uh, something comes of that. <laughs> well, if nothing else, let's hope that uh, uh, somebody um, from that disgrace of a club, and, I'll, you know, I hate Carlton probably more than any other club in the competition, uh, will end up in the Jack Viney made me cry thread. That's what we <laughs> yes. need. We need the kind of payback that won't earn Jack a suspension, but uh, will leave someone in tears. Well, we, we certainly weren't playing bruise-free football, um, and let's hope that... Um, uh, well, what's his name? What's the... What's the Crips? You, you, you know, apparently he's uh, got a fractured uh, jaw. He'll play this week for sure. That's what the talk is. They, uh, that's what they're saying. So, you know, um, Dangerfield played the mm-hmm. week after Trengove's sling tackle. Yeah, and their medical, medical report also was quite uh, harsh. Um, that's right. I, if I if I recall correctly, um, and then he now what, and what's the uh, what's the phone number if people want to yes, call in on that was a good special question. Robert um, managed to find it. But yes. for those of our uh, listeners who can't, it is on top of the chat room if people are in the chat room. But there are other <coughs> ways to listen to us. So um, if you want to give the show a call at zero three nine zero one six three triple six, or you can Skype Demonland thirty one. Um, and I'm keeping an eye on my laptop here. Um, if you do call in and I don't happen to answer it, it's either because I didn't see it or um, we're in the middle of a thing, uh, you know, in the middle of a conversation. Um, I will bring you. If I do see it, I'll I'll bring you on the call and uh, get to you when we're ready. So if you do call in, just remember to turn down your device. Uh, once I connect to you, you will be able to hear the show anyway while you're on the line. Uh, but if you can just stay a little bit quiet um, until we get to you, uh, that'd be much appreciated, and we will get to you as soon as we can. Can I ask you a question? And this is something which our audience. Um might want to uh, might want to give their input. What do you make of uh, all these discussions this week on Demon Land about Angus Brayshaw? Um, I've seen him compared to Jimmy Tumpus. Mm, um, do that. I've seen people calling for him to be dropped this week, and there's even a discussion about offering um, offering him up as trade bait uh, to Adelaide as part of some sort of deal to get Jake Lever to the club. I'm astonished by it. What what do you how, did, how have you sort of viewed all this? Okay, there's no way I would drop him off the back of um, you know one one poor game. one poor game because um, he was good in round one, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I, I thought he was good. There's no way I'd drop him off the back of one poor game uh, if he if three, four, five weeks down the track, or maybe even three or four, you know, in a couple of weeks down the track, if he's really struggling, yeah, he's got to go to the twos. Um, I'm open for trade bait. I'm open to anything. There are certain players that have obviously probably got a, a cross against their name. He's probably not one of them yet, uh, but we would have to get something very, very decent in return uh, if his name is going to be up there for any trade scenarios. But it's probably too early to start you know, throwing him 
you know, to the Wolves. And uh, Too early. I think he's going to be a great yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do and too. But I, I'm I saying just, if he continues know, the comparing form. Him to, comparing him to Tumpus, I don't know. Yeah, where, no, that's... that's I, I saw that the stats are similar or were similar, but um, he's nothing like Jimmy Tumpus. No. Uh, he, you know, he looks like a natural midfielder to me. And perhaps... Um, Perhaps, you know, we've got, uh, we're starting to build a strong midfield. Clayton Oliver's uh, the, an obvious talent, Christian Petraka. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe he's, he's copping this unfavourable, uh, you know, this unfavourable talk because he's, you know, perhaps seen as a lesser player to those two, which is, um, you know, uh, which is, is nothing to sort of cry about. Um, I, he just looks to me like he's going to be a great player in the future, and we've already seen glimpses of it. He had a super first year. Uh, last year was not a great year, uh, because yeah, mainly because of injury issues, yeah. uh, which dogged him from the very outset. So, yeah, how now, can people would, be writing him off now? Well, would you be it. would you be more open to it if we were to get a player like uh, Nat Fife? Um, as part of some trade deal involving him, would that sweeten the deal for you? Oh, well, you know, Fife's presuming he can recover from his injury and and get back to playing his best. He's obviously one of the best players in the competition. Yeah. Um, but I can't see Fife coming to Melbourne. No. Um, I can't see us laying out that kind of money for a Fife when the chances are we're going to be need to be paying top dollar to quite a number of um, our young players at the moment who in a few years, uh, you know, the Clayton yeah. Olivers, uh, the Petrakas, and, and when, whenever Jesse's next um, contract comes up, um, you know, we've got, we're going to have, have, have our own bills to pay and I can't see us, you know, getting into one of these um, huge multi-million dollar deals that have been talked about for Fife and uh, and uh, Josh Kelly. Yeah, um, I I think particularly because last year we did quite a lot to try and um, keep the band together, as I like to say. Um, we've sort of stitched up, which we did. Yeah, we've sort of the almost the whole team has, has sort of. Um, has been given sort of a contract, so they're sort of building something with this team. So I don't think we're going to be going for one of those marquee players. Even though we're starting to become a bit of a destination club, but that might be for the Jordan Lewis-type players who are sort of in the older bracket to try and poach someone for the last couple of years, you know, who want sort of a tilt at a, at a premiership um, um, if that's where we're going to be heading. But I don't think we're going to be getting one of those Nat Fives or, or Dusties or anyone of yeah. that, that calibre. Look, I'd, I'd love to hear from our listeners out there um, thoughts on Angus Brayshaw and particularly like to hear from anyone who thinks that he's not up to it because I'd love to hear the argument. I just I can't. It doesn't compute for me. Um, when I watch him play, I see... I see a very good footballer. 
If you want to uh, give your thoughts about Angus Brayshaw, 0390163666. Or you can try us on Skype, Demonland31. If you've got Skype and a computer and a good uh, microphone and headset, or even just, you know, uh, Skype on your phone with the Apple earbuds, they're pretty good and you'll sound crystal clear and uh, like you're in the same room as us, even though we are not physically in the same room. Um, and look, it doesn't have to be about Angus Brayshaw. Um, we were talking last week about, and uh, we've sort of ke- uh, briefly come across it again this week, the best youngster at the club. Is it uh, Brayshaw? Is it Oliver? Is it Hogan? Is it Hunt? Um, or is it some other player? Uh, but uh, don't feel restricted. You can ring in on any topic, uh, as wide-ranging as you like. So um, it'll be good to have some calls. Yeah, de- most definitely. And uh, speaking of uh, uh, Clayton Oliver, once again, another, um, I think he got 35 uh, possessions this week. Um, I believe in the coaches' uh, votes, he, I think he came he got second. The four. He, he got the four from both. Yeah, he got the four from both. He's uh, one point behind uh, two other players, you know, obviously. I don't know how much bearing that has on sort of, you know, Brownlow type of stuff. Um, and it's very early in the year to talk about that. But he's had two pretty good games to start off the year. And, um, you know. It's a, I think it's a good measure, the coaches measure. I mm. mean, there are different ones. Obviously, the Brownlow is done by the umpires. But, you know, I think the players would value the players' award, mm-hmm. the one that the players vote on. And I think that also... Um, there'd be pretty high value on the coaches one too. So it's a great start to the season for Clary. And, uh, um, well, he's just, uh, he's wowing us, uh, you know, week in, week out, isn't he? His debut game last year was superb and uh, he's really had a stellar start to 2017. I wouldn't be surprised if he fades over the year. Um uh, you know, we, we know that there were issues um, uh, with the condition that he came back in when, when pre-season training first started, but we've also heard that he very quickly took on board the feedback um, of his teammates and got himself in great nick. And look, he's he's looks in great nick. Whether it'll last out the season remains to be seen, but um, he's just going to go from strength to strength as he keeps learning the game, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And um, another guy who was an absolute standout and probably showed um, exactly what he can do. And, you know, um, Christian Salem was on song. I thought he was particularly good overhead. Uh, a couple of the marks he took uh, were fantastic. Yep. Uh, very strong marks. And, you know, his skills are silky smooth. And, um, yeah, another player that's... Uh, <laughs> That's, uh, we well, all we've, always, good. we've always known this about Salem. It mm. was a matter of getting the opportunity to see it, wasn't it? I know. Yeah. I notice online that Destroy All has commented that Oliver was good, Salem was perfect, mm. and it's hard to disagree with that, isn't it? Yeah. Salem, Salem played the just the comprehensive game, didn't he? Uh, where he was able to hit the scoreboard uh, and you know um, take uh, some great marks and really influenced the game all over the ground. So um, fingers crossed he can stay on the park because he is uh, as exciting a talent as uh, as there is on the list. 
Yes, yeah, so uh, once again, we had three players uh, rack up over 30 possessions. Um, and I always look at sort of possessions because I follow sort of the um, dream team um, type of, uh, you know, the fantasy football stuff. So, I, you know, and I've noticed in the past, you know, Melbourne, we rarely had players racking up over 30 possessions. Occasionally, Jones would get in there or maybe Viney, but... Uh, you know, the last two games we've had, you know, multiple players uh, get 30-plus possessions. And I know some of it's because we've got a high-possession type of uh, game plan now. Uh, but it's good to see us getting the ball, a lot of the ball. Um, Who would you have kicking for goal from 35 out to win a game? Jack Watts. Christian Salem or Jack oh, Watts? I didn't realise you were going to have a he, either or. Um I always would have said Jack Watts, and I probably would, but I'd be perfectly happy for either of them to have a, a kick for goal. I, I think uh, both of them have won games for us. I think didn't uh, Salem's Salem win was a against lot closer, Essendon? But yep, yeah. Salem's was a lot closer. Watts was a, a, probably the more difficult 50, kick. Yeah, he but... was 50, 45, 50 out. Yeah, I'd take either of them. <laughs> if either of them had it, I, I wouldn't be worried at all. They're streets ahead of... Um, the others, aren't they? Yeah. Um, what about Bernie Vince? Bernie Vince is good from a distance, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Bernie probably Vince... Probably better on the run. Yeah, I was going to say, on the run or taking the handball off um, off off uh, Maxi Gorn outside 50. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's, sort yeah, of, he's, he's good in He's the nine-point nine specialist uh, for that type of kick. Um, Nathan Jones has become a bit of a clutch goal kicker, hasn't he? He seems to just bob up at the right time, and more often than not, he's on target. Yeah, it's he, he's added that to his game in in recent years, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I was going to ask you about a couple of other players that uh, played on the weekend. Um, we had Harms returning to the team. What did you think of his game? And can he hold he his a, place? He had a great last quarter. Yeah, he did a few nice things, um, a couple of nice handballs. He was involved in a few plays that we got goals off, and I think that's those play. That's probably his, the, where he's best suited. Um, sort of going I'm not, into the I'm, I'm not convinced by him. I think you know, as plenty of others have said, there's a question mark on his disposal. Mm-hmm. You can't question his enthusiasm. Yeah, the uh, you know his attack on the footy is relentless. Um, and it's as good as anyone else's. Um, he's always looked better up forward than down back, I think. So, you know, it's uh, he's 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 fringe for me. Um, there'll be weeks when he'll get his opportunity, and there'll weeks there'll be weeks when he's probably on the outside. I can't see him cementing a regular spot in the um, in the forward line because. Between Garlett and Kent and Hannon um, and, you know, well, A and B is in there at the moment. Uh, we've seen Brayshaw spend a lot of time at half forward. Uh, Harms is behind most, if not all, of those players. So, uh, yeah, I think he's good depth and fringe 22. So if he is in the team... Where do you prefer to see him play off a half back or half forward? Oh, definitely half forward. Yeah, but um, 
you know, A and B has done a good job there the first yep. two weeks of the year. Um, not as not as prominent himself uh, um, against Carlton, but he was very good defensively. So it's it's going to be interesting, and we can talk about selection now or perhaps a bit later. But it's going to be interesting to see how Goodwin goes this week, whether. Uh, there's a tall replacement for Jesse or whether he goes small and perhaps brings in Kent and then you've got Kent, Hannon and Garlett. Mm. Well, do, does Hannon hold his place in the team? Um, he was very quiet early. I think in the last quarter he sort of... He did a few nice things. He nearly took two ripper marks. Um, but, yeah, he didn't have... didn't tear the house down. I think he had uh, the lowest amount of possessions, maybe, um, along with Wiedemann. Um, so yeah, what, what do you, uh, does he hold his place? Particularly uh, when you've got Kent yeah. knocking on the yeah. door, um, you know, there's... I think he, I think he still showed enough from round one that he might be worth persisting with. I, I don't know. I mean, it was a bit of a surprise selection, um, for round one anyway, so, I mean, it's always difficult to know how he's rated internally by the coaches, but the fact that he made the starting team this year, yep. um, the, the round one team would indicate he's rated pretty highly. So, you look at it, selection's going to be really interesting this week. Do you think they'll go tall or small for Jesse? Is Tim Smith a chance of making his debut? Uh, yeah, look, I have no idea. How did he go um, at Casey? Um, I'm not sure, to yeah. be honest. I, I haven't I, I didn't read follow the anything crap report. With, uh, I didn't follow any any of that this, this week. Probably came in unprepared for... <laughs> For that, but um, we should do our homework. Yeah, I think so. If we're gonna if we're gonna uh, pretend we're experts, I think uh, one of us needs to do some homework. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, look, I, I don't think anyone's fooled that we're experts. They'd know we're rank amateurs. But no, definitely. If anyone's got that information to yeah, hand, well, we do. Demon, uh, Demon Jack has said Tim Smith had twenty odd touches and kicked two goals. Um, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, well, he said, and then preface that. Oh, that with the in the VFL, so um, uh, yeah, it's at Eddie had. So we're not uh, the weather's not going to be a factor. I think it's going to be twenty seven degrees on um, or twenty six or twenty seven on Saturday. So it's going to be a warm day anyway. So bring your air conditioners to uh, <laughs> to the hot and box. Danelska makes a good point that he's uh, Smith is is no. Um, you know, he's not a youngster. He's not a young kid. How old is he? Uh, he's a mature age player, and he's had plenty of experience. So, um, you know, it's not like we're bringing in a, a nineteen-year-old. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, look, he's, it's going to be interesting. I, I, th- I still think Kent will come back. I think Kent is highly rated by the coaches, and uh, they've probably just been waiting for him to. To you know, get fully time under get, game under his belt. get a bit of game time under his belt before he comes back into the ones, and I think that will probably be this week. Is um is Frost where is Frost on the um? I think no. no. I think Frost and Wagner played a half each. Okay, so they're not obviously not ready to come back in. Um, no, I mean I'm just looking at our injury list now. Um, 
We've got Garland obviously out for the season. Joel Smith is out three to four months. And I'll just, uh, while we're talking about Joel Smith, I'm not sure if you uh, uh, read just before airtime, apparently he has signed a two-year deal uh, with the club. Uh, So that's uh, semi-breaking news. Um, Well, that's good news. There's another one that we were talking about before, another one that's locked up. I think Billy Stretch is one who whose signature still needs to be secured, but uh, he won't be going anywhere, will he, Billy Stretch? No, you wouldn't think so. I mean, unless um, unless the club uses him later in the year as trade bait for something. Um, if he's one that hasn't signed on yet, um, they might uh, keep a player like him in their back pocket. I mean, I wouldn't want to see him go, but, uh, you know, that's the nature of football and the meat market uh, sometimes... Um, you know, players uh, get traded, uh, you know, sort of against their wishes or against the supporters' wishes. But if it brings in someone who's quality, then, um, yeah, might have to uh, grin and bear it. Um, now, it's a given that Vince will come in for Lewis. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a given. Um, the question then is, uh, who comes in for Hogan and will there be any other changes? Well, so obviously, someone has to come in to, for Hogan. Um, it, that you know, whether we go for Smith or Kent, one of it's got to be one one of them. Uh, but if uh, they go tall, will they also bring in Kent and drop someone? Do you hmm. think, like, will I mean, Hannon gets, go out? Well, that's the thing. It's whether Hannon, you know, he could be one. As I said, he didn't get a lot of the ball. Um, I mean, I'm I'm one to try and give uh, kids game time, but we've also want to try and win this game. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's a good scalp to get Geelong. You know, uh, I don't know. We could. I, I would have been more confident with Jesse and and, and Jordan Lewis, but you know, they're they're beatable. Well, apparently, and this has just been posted by Destroy All, and this is breaking news. North have offered $20 million for five years for Billy Stretch. <laughs> I'll take you. Did we get some of that $20 million? So, I don't know. That's, uh, that's uh, Billy Stretch is going to have to think about that. Mm, well, uh, if... Uh, that's a good offer. Yeah, who do, who do we get in return? <laughs> well, we can that. take... Um, we can take Josh Kelly off them. Yeah, for... For yeah, the, for the nine, nine million. million. Yeah. And use Billy Stretch's money to pay for yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, getting back to the injury list, we've got um, that uh, Pat McKenna um, during the week. Yes. Uh, he's out for six to eight weeks. Um, so we're just dropping like flies. Uh, Aaron Vanderberg's injury is six to eight weeks. Um, yes. Yep. That's a big one. Mitch King's still out of the knee three weeks. Um, and speaking of knee injuries, um, I saw... Uh, Rewalt, who who injured his knee against us, and we all thought he was out, going to be out for the season. He may be playing this week. <laughs> I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, look, that's fine. We're not playing. Yeah, them, that's so, right. But it's, uh, it, it never happens to, to us. You know. Nick Rewalt. Um, I don't think, uh, in spite of um, uh, BBO mocking him when he went down with his knee, which I think was just a little bit of poor form on Uncle Bitter's part. To do that to uh, well to any player, but certainly someone like uh, Rewalt. Um, I don't think anyone would begrudge him that he didn't 
well, I think everyone's grateful that he didn't do a serious injury and what would have been a career-ending injury, probably. Oh, you would say so, for the year that would be all over Red Rover. Um, good, uh, good luck to him. Moonshadow in the chat room has said we won for F's sake. Uh, why drop Hannon when he needs game time? Only make required changes after a win. Um, yep, so, there's, there's strong logic to that. Yeah, so if anyone wants to uh, give us a call and tell us who they think should be the ins and outs, uh, 0390163666, uh, now is the time to talk about that. So if you've got any other ideas of who should come in, who should go out, or no change, with the exception of the suspended players, or you can... Uh, Demon, uh, Skype us on Demonland31. Um, yeah, so the others, we've got Jordan Lewis. I mean, I thought it was interesting after round one, mm. Richmond, who beat Carlton, yep. they made three um, three unforced changes. And I thought that's really strange for a winning team. Like, they might not have played great footy against Carlton. They let them score quite a high score. But it's unusual for teams to make wholesale changes when they've had a win, isn't it? Well, it all depends on who's coming back. Like, you know, we've got if Jesse Hogan was coming back and and uh, we had just beaten Frio by a good margin in a couple of weeks, um, well, Jesse Hogan's going to come back in the team and someone's going to have to be dropped. So, yeah. I don't know. There's uh, it depends who comes in. I guess is uh, what I'm saying. So back to the injury list. Well, Hogan and Lewis aren't injured, but they're going to be out for a couple of weeks. And then we've got uh, Michael Hibbard in one to two weeks. I mean, he's been one to one to two weeks for um, a few weeks now. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see him yep. be in the team and quickly. We really probably need someone like him off half back. Uh, yes, yes. It doesn't look to be getting any closer at the moment, though, does it? He's no. one of those that's... Uh, whose progress, I just, well, to the outsider, just stalls, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we know that worse can happen, which is what seems to happen to Vandenberg. Goes from two to four to four to six, now to six to eight or eight to ten, and then, bang, all of a sudden the season's gone. So, um, yeah, that's two years in a row for Vandenberg where, well, I'm not saying he's gone this year, but... Uh, he's looking at missing a first, uh, a, a big, big chunk of the first part of the season. So he just seems um, like one of those players that is always going to be injury prone, and um, that's <laughs> we've just got to accept that. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. He's, uh, I think he'll, he'll be like that for his entire career. There are just certain players that. Do you think so? Time. I mean, what do we ba- we base that off? What a year and a bit. Or a year and a half because it will miss the first half of this year. Yeah, I mean, is that when you then draw the line and say, "Well, no, it's too much." No, no, no. I'm not going to get rid of him. I just think that's going to be the story yeah. of his career. But be interesting. He's an interesting player as to whether he's best twenty-two, and there would be uh, there's probably differing opinions on I, that. I like him. I think he kicks goals whenever he's in the team. Um, sometimes he'll only bob it. He won't have a lot of possessions, but He'll get, um, you know, he won't have a lot of possessions, but he'll get, uh, he'll kick goals. And if he kicks a couple of goals uh, a game, then, um, yeah, that's what he's in the team for. Yep. So, um, 
Yeah, so, and then last uh, last person on the injury list is Liam Hewlett, who's still a week out with a hip injury. So, not sure how far off he is for to get another game. Uh, but uh, He's been out most of the pre-season, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, we sort so. of really haven't seen him at all on the track, have we? No, so uh, he's going to take a while to get into the team. So, yeah, we, you know... Sort of that injury list is is mounting, so it does really doesn't help. It's they're they're sort of it's to the it's to players who well then they're, they're not in the sort of the top ten, yeah, are they? No, no, well, none we've of got, we've got our most important players out on the ground. Yeah, not not uh, there's sort of none of the. Um, uh, it's it's the bottom six twenty-two. Yeah, isn't yeah it? exactly. Like probably of the players there that would get a game, you would say it's probably Vandenberg. You know, he's sort of borderline, and um, Joel Smith Joel was Smith. probably going to yep. be a uh, factor into the team, but no one else on that list. To be. Oh, well, Hibbert as well, you could say. Um, once fit, will probably be a certain starter. And then, you know, that's why, particular, it's quite silly where you've got guys like Hogan and Lewis, um, you know, out of the team when they're fit and firing. So... Now, uh, Uncle Bitter has just asked if we're taking calls tonight, and we Sarah. are. Yes. We're live. Live. Uh, the lines are open. The uh, board of lights is flashing up. So by all means, call in. We've already spoken to Special Robert um, or someone impersonating Special Robert. Um, so by all means, call in. There's lots to talk about. Give us your thoughts. Yes. Yeah, so um, if you want to give us a call at 03 90163 or Skype on Demonland31, you can call at any time during the, uh, the show um, if I bring you up. So, and having said that, someone is on the line. I'll answer that call now. Hello, you are on the air. Who are we talking Go ahead. Good evening. Bitter from the manor here. Oh, hi, Bitter. How are you? <laughs> Well, I'm simply wonderful. I'm quaffing a decent Shiraz, and uh, <laughs> I've had some dreadful problems, so I don't really know what's preceded my conversation. NBN, you understand? Yes, I do. Uh, did, did, did you manage to get the, um, the, the program to play on your computer? Well, I'm working on my pad at the moment, and I have pad problems. I've had them in the past. Incontinence pads. <laughs> Oh anyway, what were we talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, uh, I went to the football. I went, I went to the game uh, last Saturday. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Who did you go with, Bitters? Oh, some very dicey company, I must say. But I have to say this: I uh, went up into I, I, my membership's up in the Betty Cuthbert area, and uh, I went in there, and there was a, a whole stack of Carlton supporters up there. How do you account for that? Is it the Betty Cuthbert area? Is that uh, is that in the southern strand near the Red Legs? It's outside the uh, Jim Stein's room. Oh, in the northern stand. Uh, yes, level two. Anyway, there was all these uh, there was all these young Sheilers wearing Carlton jumpers. Well, I don't like that. Uh, that's that's well, near where we are, Andy. Yeah, I think the, so. The Jim Stein. I assume that was the just in front of that. I didn't notice that bitters. No. Post game entertainment, I thought, but anyway, <laughs> they, they kept themselves quiet, so that was good. 
Yeah, I don't know about uh, opposition supporters being in a, in a Melbourne-only area. I sort of... Uh, I don't like it when people... When Melbourne members bring their opposition fan friends to the game, particularly when we lose. <laughs> it's a sad thing. The only friends I have are opposition supporters. I know. I'm, I'm the same. Well, don't you go to the footy with uh, Biffin and some of the other Gatwick mob? Yeah, but they're hardly friends. I mean, <laughs> Biffin tags along looking for free drinks. I mean, right. it's, it's a sad and pathetic situation, really. Uh, that line reminds me of uh, Vivian on the young ones. He's got lots of friends, but he doesn't like any of them. <laughs> yeah. I believe Special Robert called in earlier. Well, I'm suspicious. I actually don't think it was Special Robert. I think it might have been someone uh, someone pretending to be Special Robert and Squirrel uh, down there under the down on the banks of the Yarra. No, I think he confirmed that it was him. And he's calling, just, from a, calling from a stolen phone, no doubt. <laughs> and he has confirmed in the chat room that it was uh, was him. So okay. Well, what's the footy talk? I've missed all this. What's the what's the current footy talk? Well, we 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 sort of gave our thoughts on the game, and we've talked about our injury list, and we we were just sort of discussing who should be in and out. Uh, obviously, we've got the two suspensions. Uh, yeah. Vince comes in for Lewis, um, and who? but who replaces um, Jesse? Do we go tall well, or do a, we go short? I'm a, I'm a pedo man. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure you are a pedo man. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? No, I, I'd go for pedo. Yeah, we, I don't think he's had, I don't think he's had any any uh, match uh, any match practice. That's the only that's the only issue there. Well, I think um, he has played a Casey. I'm a pedo fan as well. Yeah, I, I really I like him. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. He just doesn't seem to be on the fringe at the moment, does he? There hasn't been a lot of discussion about him or or talk that he might come in to replace Jesse. I agree, but he's a good goer. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think he's really good. He's good. He's a good mark. He can kick goals, but I don't think he's in the. Um, I don't think he's in Goody's uh, mix of uh, players well, for the future. I think he's yeah. there purely. Uh, but are, you go, are you going to replace Tall with Tall, or what? That's the question, isn't it? That's what we've been asking. So, what do you think? Do we go Tall with Tall, or do we go for a Kent as a replacement? Well. If you go tall with tall, it's only uh, Pedro or Spencer, uh, I reckon. Um, no, no, Tim Smith. Sorry, no, Tim Smith. I, I, don't, I don't know how he's been going. I don't know a lot about him. Um, the thing I can see with Spencer is that um, you, you can leave Max in the forward line a bit more, and uh, Spencer can do what he does best, which is the ruck work. Um, Plus, he's, he's a bit of a he's got a bit of mongrel about him, Spencer, which is always a good thing, I reckon. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot about Smith. Uh, I, I know there's big raps on him, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, it's it's an important game for us. So uh, we know what Spencer brings to the table, which is he can he'll compete hard in the ruck and he'll be a bit aggressive and he'll be a bit of a mongrel and it'll free Max up. If you don't bring a big bloke in like that, that puts a lot of pressure on uh, on Wiedemann and uh, and Watts to take a grab. I'm not sure that... I, I think that might be unreasonable pressure. 
Um, we saw Geelong at times against North Melbourne didn't contest the ruck. Would it then yeah. be a mistake to bring in Spencer if they're going to try that tactic and just rove off, uh, rove off us? Well, they've got a strong midfield, haven't they? Um, but if we can stop one of the two, one of their two big guns, um, Duckwood or the other, like uh, we're a chance. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. Will they go with the same tactic twice? Will they go with that tactic at Eddie Hag? Remember, we beat them. Uh, we beat them a couple of years ago with Big Jake in the side. So different, yep. different side, of course. Yep, it's a different side and it's a different ground. And uh, uh, look, I think the most important thing about with that Geelong win, and it's the same with the Hawthorne win, was where the odds were against us in both those games. Not just because we didn't have mm. Jesse, but no one gave us a chance, and we came out and did what we had to do. We seem to. Hey, we s- I've got to tell you a story. Okay, I thought, being a responsible citizen, I decided not to drive to the football. I caught the. The, the, the train in from Scum, Scumbury and anyway all these bloody bogans got on with you know these knee length shorts and tats and fat gutses well nothing against the fat guts of course <laughs> and they're all wearing Melbourne attire how do you work that out? Um, well that's a good thing isn't it we're broadening the membership base if we've got supporters out in Sunbury as you say and they're support. wearing the hip new threads of the younger generation. That's what we want. Oh, well, we've got to retain a bit of class, don't we? This sure. show coming from some, someone who hangs out with the crew at the Gatwick, talking about class. You've got to be well, I don't know. They, they hang out with me, to be fair. <laughs> but you couldn't so imagine is, these bogans up Is, is up anyone over at, at the Romsey Manor tonight? You couldn't imagine these bogans up the in a plane... Hello? Yeah, uh, you couldn't imagine these bogans up at the Apres Ski, surely? Uh, no, well, they probably couldn't afford it, could they? Is that well, somewhere you spend uh, you spend some of your time, up there at Buller, Bitters? No, I spent a bit of time up at Dinner Plain over the years, I must admit. Uh, but now the, the, lads, the lads used to like going up into the mountains, you know, sort of... Uh, of the old country about it, but uh, I prefer to stay in uh, the little burg of Romsey when I can. I've got all, I've got everything laid on here. Yep. Well, it sounds like a uh, palace fit for a king. Indeed, it is. Now, look, I'm going to conclude this conversation now because uh, my uh, my glass is empty. <laughs> okay, you go fill up. Uh... You go fill up your glass and enjoy. Now, what's your tip? What's your tip? How, how much will we win by? Uh, well, I, I'm a glass is half empty kind of guy, so I'm not so sure we will win. Um, but Put your nuts on the line. Come on. Uh, I'll leave. I'll leave any predictions of victory to uh, my co-host here. So, uh, Grape Viney, uh, how much are we going to win by? Uh, I think Melbourne by about four goals. I'm with you, Greg. I think Melbourne comfortably. Uh, I'm not so sure, but uh, let's let's hope you guys are, you are both be, right. Are you going to be at the game, Bitters? No, it's not. A, no, look. I you've only got the home now. game membership? 
Well, yeah, I've got the full deal, but I can get in there. But I just hate the ground. I'll, I'll watch it. Uh, I'll watch it from the home theatre with the lads. Very good. Well, I hope you enjoy yourself, and we have a good win. Good night, lads. Good night. Thank you for calling, and please uh, call in again. My pleasure. All right. Yeah, good, good on you, bitters. That was uh, bitter, bitter but optimistic, and he certainly did seem optimistic. Um, predicting we haven't really seen the, the bitter side of him yet, have we? No. But no. I, look, it's been a good start to the season, so he hasn't had a lot to be bitter about just yet. So um, who knows? Perhaps next week the bitterness will will come out. <laughs> Moonshadow says that uh, he's clearly had a skinful. I don't think he no. was. Uh, I don't think he was that inebriated. No, I think um, um, last week he uh, might have been, but uh, not this week. And probably, he can probably hold his liquor, BBO, so um, he, may well have, uh, he may well have had a glass or two. Yes, so um, another thing I wanted to talk about this week, um, the Herald Sun had an article where they talked about, um, where they talked about the age the average age and the average games played. Is there anything, do you read anything into those type of ladders where I think average age we, are, and I'm just pulling up the uh, our stats about that, um, yeah, age and experience ladders. So, I think we were 23 or something and yeah, we were on cl- about 70 games. We were clearly the youngest in the, in the league um, in terms, okay, so... Average age, we're um, 23 years, 23 and a half, basically. Um, next one's 23.7, and that's the Suns. And then when you go in terms of experience, um, we're 70, Gold Coast is 66.5, and the next one's Brisbane ahead of us um, at 74 games. I mean, do you read much into that? Um, I mean, I often, for, my, for, my, for mine, um, I've sort of, in the last few years, I've been using that as an excuse for a bit of uh, our um, inconsistency by saying they're a young team, so they're going to have, you know, they're going to have the good games, they're going to have the bad games um, because they're a young team, because, you know, they've only had, you know, and most of the players, we've got an average game played of 70, but the majority of the players... Hadn't played. We had a lot of players that had played under ten games at one stage last year. Um, well, they're still they're still inexperienced with yeah. those players. So um, it's not that I put so much store into those um, stats, but I, you know, there's truth to it. Um, uh, you know, we all know that um, the players really don't hit their strides or most players don't hit their strides until they've been in the system for a, a number of years, have put a number of pre-seasons down properly, um, have had a chance to build up their bodies, build up their tanks and have played in enough games that they've dealt with a variety of different scenarios numerous times so they're comfortable in virtually all kinds of situations. So until that happens... You know, no one likes to hear it used as an excuse for losing. And Ruse copped it a bit last year when he did um, mention it as, uh, you know, a reason for us not playing well. But I think it's valid. 
And as I say, no one wants to hear it. Well, you don't want to hear it week in, week out. And it's not the excuse for everything, but it is a factor. And it's just something that only time can fix. And uh, hopefully the majority of those players stay fit. They continue to do full pre-seasons and they get the games under their belt. And then once they've played 60, 70, 80, 90 games, rather than 10, 20 and 30, then we're going to start to see consistently strong performances. I think what was interesting was that... um and someone, I think, a little uh, goffy on Demonland uh, in, in a post this week said um, that for us, our only teenagers on the field were Oliver and Wiedemann, um, and then, then uh, Billy Stretch was our only 20-year-old. So the rest of the players, like about 16 or so of the players, were between the ages of 21 and 23 uh, years. Um, who are those guys, you know, that are in that, um, you know, the Petrakas, the Brayshaws that are that are in that... Uh, Jack Viney. Yeah. Um, and it gives us a, a lot of time to sort of uh, to shape this list, um, you know, the, the, over the next four or five years. Um, and, you know, you know Jack Viney's a perfect example of someone who's been in the system already... What I think this is is it's either his fourth or his fifth year. Um, uh, fourth, I think. Um, and look, he's you know he's playing plays some great football. He's won a club best and fairest already, but he's you know he's had a slow start to this season, and there are weeks where he's quiet. Now, in another year or two, you'd expect that he's going to be prominent in 20 out of 23 weeks rather than in, say, 15 out of 23 weeks. So even someone like Viney, who's had uh, quite a number of years in the system already and has, you know, largely played for most of that time, hasn't been injured, um, there's still development happening. So, um, you know, there's a lot of players that have had a lot less development than Jack Viney. So... I think it's um, I think it's relevant. Yep. Mm. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on on that that, that age ladder, um, and uh, see how it uh, how much it changes in the in the next few years. Now, uh, Dominatrix Tyson in the chat room has asked an interesting question, uh, referring to the coming game. Um, in regards to who do we tag? Uh, do we tag uh, Dangerfield or, or Selwood, or both, or neither? Do we um, play our own game? Uh, yeah, look, I don't know. You tend... I don't know, they were talking the other night on one of the footy shows that the tag has sort of gone out of the game, or the hard tag has gone out of the game. Um, Bernie Vince, of course, we all know, Uh, stitched up danger a couple of years ago over there in Adelaide, got right under his skin and got the better of him. Um, Vince, uh, of course, since then has been spending more time at half-back, so uh, I wouldn't have thought... Look, yeah, I I, I can't see Bernie going to him. Viney's the other one who can do that kind of thing. Uh, Will they go a hard tag? I'm not sure. Um, 
Was anyone yeah. tagging um, Crips on the weekend? Was I thought I saw at one stage, I thought I saw um, Brayshaw sort of manning him quite closely, but but then again I saw Crips sort of on his own all over the ground, so I don't think we had too hard a tag on him. Um, yeah, um, I don't think anyone, I don't know, I don't think there was a hard tag. I know some of the time Oliver was going with him, yeah. but... I think it changes, and I must admit I haven't. I've seen a bit of the replay, but I haven't watched the whole thing, and I certainly haven't watched for matchups and things like that. But um, I think they sort of rotate it almost. They'll not rotate it, but it depends who's yeah. where at any given moment as to who you who you're sort of standing alongside at a particular stoppage. So um, yeah, I don't know. You know, will they just trust Max to win in the ruck um, and therefore, you know, just think offensively rather than uh, thinking that we need to go into it defensively. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, we know that uh, Dangerfield and Selwood are responsible for so much, um, you know, they're the engine room at Geelong, so if you can shut down one of them or shut down both, then you're going a long way towards winning the game probably, so... Um, there'd be some attraction for Goodwin and co to do it, wouldn't there? Well, I, I think one thing is for sure, at some stage during the game, uh, Selwood will be bleeding. <laughs> he always seems to be getting stitched up or going off with the blood rule. Well, well he finished up... Uh, look, he, I didn't... Uh, that game was on while we were yeah. playing last week, so I didn't see the, cult, uh, the North Geelong game, but um, apparently he and uh, Dangerfield were both rampant in the last quarter comeback and uh, as he always does, Selwood had blood running down his face. So it was just a standard week for him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It always is. Um, if anyone else wants to give a call, give your thoughts on uh, the upcoming game, zero three nine zero one six three 3666 or you can Skype on... Uh, Demonland31, someone did uh, ask to uh, be connected to the Demonland31 thing on Skype. So if you do want to give us a call, uh, please do. It would be good to try out and test out the uh, Skype connection. So uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, give me a call, uh, please do so. So uh, anything else in regards to... um, to the upcoming match or any other issues on Demon Land? Well, I've got a bit of a gripe about Demon Land, to be honest. All right, and, take it up with the management. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> bypassing management and I'm taking it straight to the people and I'm contradicting, I'm going against my own rules here because I told off a poster uh, during the week for constantly critiquing the forum yep. and I'm about to do that exact same thing and it relates to the Essendon thread the doping thread um, which is Essendon thread mark 15 or something there's been so many incarnations of that thread dating back to you know 1930 or whenever the (laughs) actual doping happened because it did happen so long ago and those threads have gone for hundreds of pages then they've been closed and then the Dons have appealed and we've opened up a new thread and a new chapter in the saga opened up and then they lost and then they appealed again and they've gone to the high 
highest court in the Milky Way uni- uh, galaxy, uh, if not the universe, and it's over now. Um, they've served their suspension. They've come back. Um, the first games have been played, and people are still talking about Essendon on Demon Land, and it's a blight on the board because we're a Melbourne board. We're not a you know a general footy board, although non-Melbourne topics, of course, come up. But why do we have a thread that's just devoted to Essendon where you've got only a handful of people who are venting um, about something that happened many years ago? Now, um, we've come to the end of the road. There's nowhere left to go on this. And I know that I don't have to read it, but it's bad enough just seeing it on the board. And when you're on the mobile... And uh, it says, you know, next unread thread, and it's got the bombers doping scandal. It absolutely infuriates me. And people need to stop venting about something that happened years ago now. And, you know, asking for evidence or we haven't seen the documents yet and when's he going to give back the Brownlow? I mean, this is, it's like asking, it's like trying, it's like continuing to discuss uh, John F. Kennedy's assassination. We're not going to get to the, bottom of this we're not going to see the documents which probably don't even exist so it's time to close that thread and close that whole discussion down permanently so um you know this is a risky call from me because i know that uh, whispering jack himself is sometimes in there so i risk earning the ire of demon lands you know um head honcho in this but I hate seeing that thread on the board, and it should be banished Well, forever. It actually took me a little while to uh, find that thread. Um, it's buried three pages deep um, in the Melbourne Demons uh, forum. Last post was uh, Friday evening at 11.59pm, so I'm glad that uh, after a few days, <laughs> almost a week, you're still angry about uh, this thread. Um, I, I actually searched for it today as well, just to see where it was, and I noticed it, it has been quiet for a few days, but inevitably someone will um, uh, bring it back to the top of the board, and I'm conscious that we should stop talking about it, because I can see online... <laughs> already that even just the small number of listeners that we've got tuning in now they're bored to death of Essendon (laughs) everyone is sick to death of this club they've shoved their saga down our throat for however many years now and it's time everyone moved on and I'm glad I got that off my chest uh, just I'll just say one thing about Essendon and I don't care about the doping thing it's I've been out of my head but what sickens me is how um they're, the the current play, the players that have come back are being treated by the media and and everyone as returning heroes, and I don't see them as that. Uh, I won't go so far and call them uh, cheats or drug cheats, but I don't think they should be treated as returning heroes. And I think some sometimes I think that the the commentators would like nothing more than for them to win the premiership this year and be hailed as these heroes because I don't think they are. Well, that's not going to happen. And even that conversation, that, you know, that um, uh, that sort of happened last week, didn't it, with all the emotion surrounding the round one game yeah. against Hawthorne. But we're into the season now. They're back. It's t- 
time to forget the bloody drug saga. Yeah. Well, Biffin has, has asked for a ban for you for sedition. So, um, yeah, I'm going well, to have to agree. Well, as I said, Whispering Jack still posts in it occasionally, so I might uh, I might well get wrapped over the knuckles by Whispering. Yes, yeah, so, um, well, you might... Uh, I was hoping uh, Whispering would uh, either join us tonight or uh, call in, but uh, apparently he has other other pressing, more pressing issues. I think he's gone out for dinner tonight. He's not even listening. Well, that's that's no good. Usually he can be counted. He's usually, you know, studying the TAC or even some of the school competitions. So he's usually got his head, um, well, you know, trained on the screen or deep in some of his statistical books, uh, preparing pieces for Demon Land, but uh, he deserves a break like anyone else. So good luck to him, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I think we were all spared some of his... Um what he thinks is comedy, because uh, when he did mention that he, he might want to join us one week or at least call in, uh, he he did say he had a few jokes lined up, and uh, yes, my you would have been able to hear my eyes rolling from wherever you were, because uh, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, his type of humour, and uh, yeah, it's... Uh well, most of those jokes would belong in the no TS, no BS thread. Uh, wouldn't they? Yeah. And look, it's bad enough that we've got that thread on the board, um, which you know talks about everything not related to Melbourne. So, well, I, th- I think that thread remains so that we can contain all contain, that type of stuff. Contain just in all one, that stuff to one place. That's right. One thread where you can avoid, and uh, you can put a you know that uh, police tape around it, so that if you don't want to enter, you don't have to. And I don't think I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> have been in that thread very often. Well, it's populated by what Biffin calls the intellectual delinquents. Well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, oddly enough, uh, quite a few of our listeners are some of the posters in that thread, so we won't talk trash about it. Yes. Because they are uh, responsible for its upkeep along with Red Leg. Yes, that's right. Red Leg is... Um... And Red Leg, actually, I saw Red Leg and I told him that we were doing a podcast and he said uh, his uh, answer to that was what's a podcast so <laughs> I, don't know, I don't think he'll ever well, be calling it that's a, that's a bit of a shame because it would be good to get Red Leg on one night um, perhaps as, as a guest um, and uh, some Demon Landers would know he was a team manager yeah, for Melbourne 80s. back in the late 70s and it would be great to talk to him about his experiences at the club during that time. It was a completely different game back then and a completely different club back then, obviously. And, uh, you know, footy was, was very different. So um, it would be great to talk to Red League one night about uh, about the good old days. Yeah, I, I, I gather if uh, we were back in those days, uh, we would be uh, Jesse Hogan and Jordan Lewis would probably be playing this week. <laughs> Well, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, that's that's one of the many things, absolutely. <laughs> so if, um, I don't know if we are going to be getting any more callers to call in, um, so unless you have uh, something else you'd like to talk about, we might... Um, we it might is getting late, isn't it? Yeah, well past, uh, well past my bedtime. Um, and I'm just worried that... Um, 
as Biffin says, that it's just getting too highbrow for these Philistines. So yes. I don't know whether he's talking about the thread or the show or both, but uh, we need to be mindful of our audience. Oh, most definitely. And their need to get up tomorrow morning and go to work and uh, log on to Demon Land well, that's, right early. That's the thing. And uh, one week we might open up the calls to, uh, to people to uh, talk about the, how, how they... How they found Demon Land, uh, how they use Demon Land, how much time they waste at work on... Oops, pressed the wrong button there. How much time they waste on Demon Land today, and uh, yeah, we'll open the, the calls up to that one week. And if Special Robert is down on the um, river, how is he logging in even, let alone calling in? So lots of queries to be answered. Well, he was probably just using the 4G on his mobile, if he indeed owns a mobile. So thank you, everyone, for joining us um, joining us uh, this evening. Uh, you'll be able to um, download this show uh, through SoundCloud. I'll post a link um, on Demonland at some point in the next day or so. You can also download us through the podcast app on iTunes. Um, or you can um, illegally download it from some uh, disreputable source. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Grape Viney, once again. Um, and we'll Good be talking, back. Andy. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Now, next week we probably won't be back at the same time. I'm going to have to speak to you, Grape Viney, and see if we can maybe do sometime either during the day. We might have to pre-record, or I don't know. We'll, we'll We'll do something. We'll figure something out because I have a very busy week on next week. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll work something out. All right. From yep. Demonland headquarters. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll see you next Good week. Good night, all. Good night. Free!